Hello, beautiful people. Quick question. Have you ever thought to yourself, I've been passed up for a promotion, but I don't understand why? Or I want to change in my career, but where do I even begin? We know we're not the only ones that have had these questions. And that's why we started this podcast. It's called Career Gems for the Journey. And we hope that as you listen, you'll discover some gems for your career journey. I'm Leah Murphy, and I wear many hats. I'll tell you about three of them. I'm an engineer by trade, a career coach, and an entrepreneur, all while working to stay happily married and raise three children. And my name is Alma Gordon. I'm a brand marketer, entrepreneur, and serial passion pursuer with a business approach to my endeavors, but always with a creative spin. And we're two really great friends that have supported one another throughout our professional careers. I mean, we've been through it all, and we're here to share some authentic stories, key successes, and setbacks. You're not going to want to miss this. Career Gems for the Journey specializes in team building and keynote speaking that can be delivered virtually and or in person. If you're looking for an organization to provide turnkey team building as a part of your team offsite, retreat, or strategy session, we have what you're looking for. Visit us at gemsforthejourney.org to reserve your date. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Career Jumps for the Journey with Leah Murphy. I am super excited for the episode that we're going to record today. And as you guys know, I can get ahead of myself because I, once I get excited, I start to run fast. And there's some housekeeping items that I need to make sure that I take care of. So let me do that first. So first, um, we have opened our email list at careergemsforthejourney.org. So please do take advantage and uh, join our email list. It is at gemsforthejourney.org. And that way you will get exclusive content that is not available to anyone else, um, only those who have joined our email list. So we're really excited for that. And then we also introduce a brand new service over at Career Gems for the Journey, where we do team building to help to facilitate great conversations, as well as to open lines of communication and to really unlock the potential for members of any team. So there's lots more information about that at our website at careergemsforthejourney.org. And as you find that, we will leave the link in the show notes so you can take advantage and click on that link and have an opportunity to invite us to join you in your next exceptional team building event that we will help facilitate for you in a turnkey way. So I have an amazing guest who's going to join me. And this time of the year for me always produces some just additional feelings of just calm and tranquility um, in a world that is also acting crazy. So like, we are not agnostic of the fact that there are things that are going on outside of our control at this moment. Um, so I always want to make sure that I acknowledge it because sometimes it can feel like what we're doing in our work and professional lives is completely disassociated with feelings that we're having about things that are happening in the world. And I want to make sure that I don't lose the, my audience's perspective to say, yes, there are crazy things that are happening, things that I completely disagree with. And maybe I'll do a solo rant on that in another episode, but not today. <laughs> today, we have the talented and exceptional Laura Knight with us today. Laura is the founder of Knight Consulting, sorry, the CEO of Knight Consulting and the founder of Black Women Leading. And she is joining us today and we are going to get all into her most recent exceptional conference that just happened. And I really want to learn more about it and introduce her to the audience. So welcome to the episode, Laura. 
Thank you so much, Lee. I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. We're excited to have you. So we're going to get right into it. Um, Laura and I have never met in real life, right? We've never met in person, but we've been, <laughs> we have been following each other's work on LinkedIn um, for a period of time. And I'm just constantly impressed by what she continues to do and build and grow in her consulting practice and specifically the audience that she chooses to serve. So Laura, just tell us a little bit about your organization and the mission for the organization. Yeah, so Nice Consulting is our company that hosts the Black Women Leading Program. At a large scale, we do quite a bit of leadership development and team development, much like you, Leah, in uh, corporations and large nonprofits. And in those programs, we work with all kinds of employees, all kinds of people. But then we have a special initiative called Black Women Leading that is our proprietary, can't talk today, uh, self-hosted initiative in which we have organizations sponsor their employees, their Black women employees to participate. So we have some kind of stuff for everybody, and then we got some stuff just for Black women that we're really excited about. So we are on the heels of the Black Women Leading Conference that was in Florida, um, and now I'm just, you know, looking at the LinkedIn feed over the past couple of weeks to say, oh, wow, like there are some really exciting things that are happening. Lots of women had, um, had amazing breakthroughs and wonderful experiences. So tell me just about what was the seed? What was the idea that started the idea for the Black Women Leading um, Program and Initiative and then the conference itself that you executed? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. So Black Women Leading the Initiative, we have leadership development programs for mid and senior level leaders. That's our mid-career program. We have another leadership development program for early career professionals. We have a podcast and then we have this conference. And so interestingly enough, um, the, the programming started first, of course, we're in our third year of the Black Woman Leading Programming. And the programming started because we were doing all this work in corporations. Uh, and I was also individually doing a bit of, quite a bit of executive coaching with Black Woman Leaders. And so we would see this disconnect is when we were in organizations doing leadership development programs, we were only, and my whole team is Black women, we were on, the only Black woman in those things that we were facilitating, but we would see Black women around these organizations. And we're like, what's going on now, right? <laughs> so there was that piece of facilitating a lot of programming in organizations and not seeing Black women in it. Then there was this intimate piece of doing executive coaching with Black women and hearing the specific challenges they were going through. Also having my own anecdotal experience as a Black woman in senior leadership at a university for 10 years, I was the only Black woman on my level of leadership. And many of the people I was working with was the only Black woman on their level of leadership. So we launched the Black Woman Leading Programs because there's this unique need, right? And I know you know this, uh, and many of your listeners might as well, but because Black women sit at that intersection of gender and race, that some of the leadership development programs that were for all, some of the stuff that were for women was still not really addressing their specific programming, their uh, specific needs, rather. So we launched the Black Woman Leading Program as a culturally relevant leadership development program for Black women. Initially, we were, we were going to do it in some of our corporate partners, and we did some little focus groups and got some feedback, and it was not psychologically safe for Black women to be completely vulnerable and honest about their challenges in the organization. So we had a big deal on the table with an organization, and I was just prayerful about it because I just wasn't sure this is the initial launch and it fell through. And that was my, I took that as the answer of my prayer that we needed to do this outside 
have organizations sponsor their participants. So that's what we do now. We do it outside. Uh, it is our proprietary trademark program that organizations sponsor their participants. So how did the conference come in? The conference was actually the very first thing I ever thought of with Black Women Leading. So, yes. So prior to having this consulting firm, Nice Consulting, I had another consulting firm for six years. And in that firm, I worked with Black women founders who were like a consultants, coaches, all service provider, entrepreneurs. And I was a business advisor for Black women, helping them to get to their first six figures. That was for six years I did that, uh, had that consulting firm. And 95% of my uh, clients were what I would call corporate refugees. So they were Black women <laughs> who were like... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't just drop yeah, brand new vernacular. Yes. <laughs> that is so important for us to really pause for a second as two Black women who are equally committed yes. to supporting women in these professional organizations. The language matters. So you yes. said corporate refugees and so tell me more about yeah. and I'm laughing because you have to coin these phrases in order to make sure that it hit home in a lot of scenarios so I love that one tell me yeah. more about that and how it came how it came to be impact so they were really I would say the participants that are now in our mid-career program so mid and senior level leaders not new to this true to true to this they have been leaders in or organizations you know high level roles but the spaces were toxic and so they started to examine many of them, their children were going off to college and it was the first time in their career that they were like, well, what do I want to do now that just having to, um, you know, think about the bills or I've gotten to a um, an income space where I'm not necessarily struggling financially, they mm. started to think about what they wanted. And when they started to do that processing in a coaching relationship, many of them said, well, what does it look like for me to do this knowledge work that I'm doing inside of this organization under my own shingle on my own terms and not have to deal with a lot of this toxic kind of crap I'm dealing with? So that was 95% of my clients then. I was on a business trip. Uh, it was out of the country. I come back a long plane ride. And I started to think about, but what about our sisters who have no plans for entrepreneurship, who either don't want to, can't uh, exit the organization? What's happening for them? Who's helping them to navigate these spaces? And the idea of the conference was the very first thing as an event, right? Okay. Um, and that was in 2017, written on the back of an envelope. Uh, was an event, but it never, you know, the timing just never came along, launched a program. Um, and at that time it was COVID, right? Um, we launched in 2020. Uh, and so we started to backtrack and say, well, they're going to need some roots before just an event. And the program was launched. So then the fulfillment of this conference this year uh, was like a full circle moment of like six years later after writing it on that envelope. Um, that that was really the seed of Black Woman Leading before the program and the curriculum and all that stuff ever existed. So you touched on so much that I have to like click back into. First, you talked about the four separate offerings that you have, right? That kind of tailor to the needs of the individual, which I absolutely love. Um, and then you also talked about this kind of creating a psychologically safe environment yeah. in order to get the outcome that people were looking for. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times that language feels a little bit flowery for people, but that is absolutely real. That is absolutely real yeah. and tangible where you can have 
um, and experience and you can create um, language or content or an environment inside of a place and not realize the other yeah. dimensions, right, that are happening or the other influences. And then you remove them from the place and you get a completely different outcome. Mm -hmm. So um, I love that you are thoughtful and intentional about creating psychological safe places for Black women to be able to not only be vulnerable, but also to hear and kind of co-create in their own level of yeah. awareness and see that there are others that are like them that are having the same challenges. And the reason why I think that's so important is a lot of times we convince ourselves or the organization may convince us that we're kind of tripping. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. see that. That wasn't a microaggression. You're being too sensitive, right? All of that gaslighting that happens. When you take them out of the environment and you surround them with other people who are having similar experiences, it's a validating moment. Yeah. And that can change so much for people in that moment. So just talk to me a little bit about what you saw in, uh, in giving folks an opportunity to just take a break from their organization and go and be in company and in community with yeah. other women, you know, being led by women, you know, of your caliber and the rest of your team. Yeah, we, I mean, community care is one of the key pillars of our work of Black Women Leading. And we really believe that we are, we are, Black women are the ones that's gonna save black women. That's what we really believe. Mm -hmm. And so what what happens in organizations, and as I said, that profile of the group we started with the mid-career program, mid and senior level leaders, they were the only black woman on their level of leadership. I would say 80% of our participants are the only. Um, sometimes the only person of color, particularly the only black woman. And so as you talked about like needing to have that moment where like, am I tripping? We talk about it as having mirrors, right? That you have these mirrors that help you to see yourself. And we believe in collective healing, collective growth. So if we're mirrors and we're community, we're in community with each other, as I'm healing and doing my growth, then you are too, because we are mirrors of each other. Mm -hmm. So what was happening is in the organizational space, there's a hypervigilance because Black women have taken, maybe earlier in their career, they have taken a risk before and been completely honest or been completely vulnerable, which is what you would be able to do in a psychologically safe space. And that has been turned on them. It has been used as ammunition on them. So in the workspace, it's kind of like, y'all saying this for me, but I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. So wait, you're. this is such a perfect example. It's selling it. I was having a conversation with one of my clients who is, you know, a, a completely powerhouse woman. Mm -hmm. And we were um, kind of uncovering how she's in this new organization and she's thriving in this new organization. Yeah. And in her thriving, what she recognized was the previous organization who said, bring your full self to work, didn't mean it. Right. And, and because she actually took the action and said, okay, well, then I'm going to do the things. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to share my point of view. I'm going to make sure that I um, step into this. I'm going to be audacious. That's a, that's a part of the work that we do here at Career Jump for the Journey. You have to bring your audacity in order yeah, to get the acknowledgement that. for what you do deserve. And the dialogue really changed because every environment doesn't deserve your most authentic version of yourself. And when you recognize, you know, this is, I have a place that is safe 
that I can do these things and be the full version of myself. So I don't need to do that at work. I don't need to use work as the environment in order to make that happen for me. You can, it's a healthy separation in some regards. It's a boundary. it's It's a healthy separation and a boundary. And then it also allows you to not have to be so disappointed when you do bring your authentic self into the environment and it's not welcomed. It's not acknowledged. It's not celebrated. So it kind of allows you to some, in some ways to protect yourself from the risk, but it also sets the standard of everyone doesn't deserve all of me yeah. all of the time. And as Black women, we're often in positions where we're pro- playing multiple roles, have lots of hats in our personal and professional life. So I just, I love that you were, you know, it's come out so clear in your own data and real-time experiences with your clients that that vulnerability sometimes can be a hindrance and it takes people like you and I to come and like speak to that. I feel like in a really intentional way, because companies are really like dragging people along, like, sure, do the things. Of course, we want to hear that. And then in the back room there, you've been a problem that needs to be solved, right? You've been identified, right? As someone who needs to be addressed. So thank you so much for saying that. I think it's so important. And I hope that people really hear that and sit with that and figure out is it right in my organization for me to bring all of the richness yeah. that is me into the workplace? Or are some of those things so valuable and so precious that they're not for coworkers, right? Yeah. And maybe yeah. for some other folks who are more deserving. And, so. and um, the power of like being able to come out because, okay, yes. And we call that uh, wisdom, right? And being able to say, no, this is not a safe space for me to be my authentic space, authentic self. I'm sorry, I cannot talk today. Authentic self. Uh, but, and this is like my therapist background coming in, when you are in a consistent um, space of trauma, what happens is you create coping skills to help you exist in that trauma, right? But the, the insidious thing about coping skills, especially if they're not necessarily healthy, is that when you come out of that space, you still are utilizing those coping skills. And in this space that's healthy and safe, that can be harmful to your relationships, mm-hmm. So what we we see is you're in the workspace and maybe you've identified it's not the space that deserves your authentic self. So you have put up these walls appropriately to support you. But what happens when you put up walls is that as it keeps stuff out, it also keeps you in. So you have to have spaces where those walls can come down. We call it as like leave your cape at the door. That's kind of our language. I love that. You have to have those spaces where those walls come down, where you get tended to, where you get nurtured, where you get loved on, you get cared for, you can be honest. And then if you need to put the tape back on and go back into the spaces, that's fine. But I mean, if you think about a soldier, for lack of a better term, they don't have a war uniform on 24-7. When they sleep, they take it off. When they, with their family, they take it off. And so what we're finding is Black women that hypervigilance is creating a consistent level of stress because they don't have safe spaces to take that off or the coping skill has become so second nature. They don't even realize that they sitting at dinner with their family with the armor on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, family oh like, the family's like, can you Right. Can you right. see us? Can yes. we be together, right? Can we be our authentic selves? Yes. It, it creates a chemistry within the environment that yes. you're in when you're, when you're not able to meet people where they are, right? Appropriately. Yeah. And with your family, there should be a different dynamic than there yeah. is at work. Or, you know, even in, in other areas, I really, um, we talked about this on a previous podcast, where I really encourage my clients to have a multi-diff, a rich life that 
creates dimensions yeah. for them where they will be celebrated, right? So if you lead a nonprofit organization, if you're in your worship or in your ministry, if you are volunteering at your children's school, if you can make the time for those other things where inevitably those people are more likely to see you as valuable and they're yeah. also more likely to tell you that, right? To say, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Your work is exceptional. I'm happy you're here. We needed you. You're just the person, right? And that validation, that acknowledgement does something really significant that sometimes we're not getting in the workplace mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. And that will cause those walls to stay up because Absolutely. you're not getting that acknowledgement. So I love that. I love you hang your cape at the door. I love mm -hmm. that. That is, that's gold. I love to hear that. Um, and then corporate refugees. So that's two gems you <laughs> already dropped today. Like you're already, <laughs> you got the one-liners knocked out. Our work is done here. <laughs> Your work is done. Absolutely. So just tell me more about the conference. How many women were you able to impact? And then what are some, I mean, for folks who are following you on LinkedIn, they've already started to see the thread. You didn't even have to put it into your own words because your attendees were like, man, I just, I can't oh. stop talking about how amazing it was. So just help, help our listeners understand just the experience that you were able to create. Yeah. And then now, you know, what does that look like for those who were able to attend? Yeah. I mean, first of all, it blew my mind as the, the plan. You know how you have a vision for something? And I would say if my vision was 10, this thing was like 20. It was a complete blessing. I was crying for like a full week after the event, just so grateful for the opportunity to, that this is my work, right? Mm -hmm. So we call it a conference plus retreat. And we call it a conference plus retreat because there is some conferencing going on. There's workshop sessions. There's some action planning. We also know that most of our participants, their employers sponsored them. And, you know, many of these employers, whenever you go to a leadership conference, they want you to come back and be able to share some things. So we wanted something for them, but we also wanted to help them with the messaging to show that this was a worthy investment, right? Okay. Uh, we have retreat, because again, community care is important. So we had time for uh, wellness, and we had wellness experts, and we had time on the beach, and we went on a cruise, and we ate, and we danced, and we had good laughs and all of that. But what it really was, was the, the virtual space that we, the safe space that we create and, you know, I was on a call with a client, just as a quick aside, I was on a call with a client the other day, an organizational client that we do some work, a multinational organization, and they have an internal fight going on of, can you really create connection vir virtually? And Because it's people that want to make people come back in for training. And I'm like, uh, you can create connection virtually because the vulnerability that's created in our space, which is all virtual for the programming is amazing. So it was an opportunity to have that in-person experience for people to touch, see each other. You have people that's been growth partners in the program and they kept in touch for the last two years and never seen each other. So just that was powerful. About, I would say about a third of the people were our program alums and the rest were people that this was their first introduction to Black Woman Leading. Um, but it was a combination of learning which we had different experts coming, everything from um, developing a career development plan, your next steps in that, to um, your finances, to um, executive presence and emotional intelligence, all those kind of core leadership competencies. But then we also did quite a bit of strategy. So we did some masterminding where people brought real workplace challenges and the collective brain trust there helped them to decide a way forward and have that moment like, am I tripping? And sometimes it was like, yeah, girl, you tripping. You need to get it together. 
in love and other times it was like no you're not tripping you're right now how are we going what's the messaging to go and address that right mm -hmm. so there was some real actionable things I think what was really powerful though and that even took me aback and I've done smaller intimate um, retreats and things for my clients so this was larger we had 90 participants and about mm -hmm. 10 staff so about 100 people um, was just the uh, emotional vulnerability in the room I mean, tears to the point that my husband is like, next year, Kleenex needs to be a sponsor. <laughs> Passing the tissue around. I mean, tears. Listen, Kleenex. Wait a minute. Listen, Kleenex. If you're here, if you're listening, this is an opportunity. Yeah. You Don't get in a formal this. package too, okay? You get a formal sponsorship package. But just that what it communicated to me is that people needed that moment mm -hmm. to just breathe, to let go. One sister said, and she immediately like, had me in my fields and she said you know this is the first time and just sitting and listening that I realized my body was relaxed in a professional space because I felt safe another woman was we had morning sunrise workouts and she wanted to go to the sunrise workout so our trainer coach Tisha was te uh, teasing her like I thought you were coming to work out and she said, you know, just having a moment to rest and only think about herself, she got carried away with the sleep. And we're like, we, we affirm that, you know, sleep on, sister, sleep on. So it was just that, that it was really that safe space that um, if you think about 60 of these people had never met us before. And the things that they're sharing in there, the, you know, vulnerability that they were allowing it was because the community created that safe place. We sparked the fire as the team that created this. But if people were not open coming in there, you wouldn't have felt that, right? So it was just a lot of that learning, healing, and growing, which is what our kind of core tenets are of our program. So I love, um, you mentioned some of the really hard hitters um, that are absolutely necessary from a soft skills perspective yeah. for um, black women to continue to ascend and to navigate these spaces, yeah. right? Yeah. Should you choose to ascend or should you choose to not, right? You still have to navigate the space that you're in. So talking about professional um, development and executive presence and communication skills and strategy. So I love that and that you were able to combine that with wellness and rest and community experience, taking care of the whole person. Yes. And yeah. I think organizations um, who are looking for partners and opportunities to think about intentionally how to develop their Black talent should really think about partnering with you. And here's why. The why is because we are no longer um, just, just showing up to the corporate environments simply to give and to do and yep. to produce and to add value to their organization. We'll do those things, right? That's going to happen. But if you really want your talent to be sustaining, retained, you want them to continue to be developed. You want them to seek out new challenges or opportunities or to take calculated risks because they've been able to broaden their perspective. In order to do that, you have to think about the whole person. Yeah. And, and got it. Companies, we don't have the, you, companies may say, we don't have the bandwidth to do all those things. We don't have those programs. Laura has created the program. Like yeah. she's done the things for yeah. you. So it's, you know, the excuse of, well, we don't know where to send them and we don't know how to develop our talent. I just, I love to be able to dismantle that and to show examples of businesses 
um, entrepreneurs who have been thoughtful, right? Who have understand a problem and a gap in the market and then have a solution to be able to provide to companies and organizations who say they want to do these things, who aspire to them. So I, I love that you've actually created it, that it's tangible, that it exists and that it dispels whatever myth of, well, there just aren't these resources out there that could help this part of yeah. the population who is very, very, um, not only deserving, but definitely craving, right? Basically, craving. Example, as you said, craving these kinds of um, interactions and experiences. So yeah. I absolutely love that. So what is, what's next for you? What's yeah. on the horizon? What does, what does the next 12, 18 months look like for you? And um, then I'll give you an opportunity to just let folks know where they can find you and how they can connect with you. Yeah, well, we're continuing to um, build and grow the Black Woman Believing Initiative. What's really exciting this year, as I said, three years ago, we started with just our mid-career program. Then we added on the podcast. Now we're in the current enrollment now for our cohort starting in August, and we launched an early career program. And that has been a response back, not only from organizations who have been consistent partners and saying, well, what you got for, for these folks? Um, but even our participants keep saying or have been saying for over the three years, if I would have known this 10 years ago, if I would have known this when I was getting started. So we're launching an early career program that rolls out in August and we're enrolling for that now. The exciting thing is that we've expanded our mission to support Black women throughout the life cycle of their career. So our vision is Black woman, wherever you are uh, in your career journey, we are there with you. And so what that looks like, early career, mid-career now, um, this fall we'll be launching some executive roundtables, which won't be programs because this population doesn't really have a bandwidth for programs, but they'll mo more so be like a, a power breakfast virtual event, that kind of thing for Black women in the C-suite. Think about small groups of four being able to come together and have some networking time, some time with their peers, some mirror time, and talk about on their level what they're seeing and experiencing. And then I hope next year uh, is that we'll be hosting some one to two day um, symposiums for our sisters that are still in college and having them think about as you're preparing to step into the workforce, what are some things that you can be prepared for? You can't be prepared for it all, but what are some ways we can help you shore yourself up um, to be able to step into what are not always the, the most welcoming environments for you uh, and giving them that heads up? So we see that throughout the life cycle. Uh, and the conference and retreat will be an annual event. So May 2024, we're planning for that now. We are moving it out of Florida just because the optics of what's happening in Florida is not really supportive of our brand. We polled our community and it was about a 50-50 split. Some people said, wherever you're doing it, I'm coming. <laughs> Other people said, no, in good conscience, it really does need to be in another place for me. And we wanted to be responsive to that. So we're in the processes now confirming that and we'll have those details confirmed by the end of this month. So exciting. Cheers yeah. to you. You said earlier that you put on your therapist hat. So like, I love the, I love that all of the dimensions of what you bring from a, from an yeah. expert in the space there. Your last performance review was solid, but it only came with a small salary increase. I understand. I've been there too. You want to negotiate for more money, but you're not sure where to start. We can help. Get your digital copy of Salary Power Moves Winning the Compensation Negotiation today for just $9.99 at gemsforthejourney.org shop. You'll learn what to put on the table in your negotiation and 
how to influence the people in your organization to give you additional compensation. Grab your copy today for just $9.99 at gemsforthejourney.org slash shop and learn to negotiate. This was Amma Gordon and Leah Murphy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode gave you some real gems that you can use on your own career journey. Come back for the next episode and be sure to follow us on social at Gems for the Journey on Instagram and Career Gems for the Journey on LinkedIn. You can also email us at info at gemsforthejourney.org with any questions or comments you may have.